while they say it, this is not right, they did not say it loud enough for the people to hear, for those in power to hear. So today, this injustice with Tyree, everybody, all right, has to stand up and say to the police department, to America, everywhere, that this is not acceptable. I'm just trying to go home. Is that too much to ask? I didn't break any laws along this path. I've skated across barriers designed to hold me back. I'm just trying to go home. Where the love is loud and the smiles are warm, like the sunsets that come for me in the coldest of my storms. I'm just trying to go home. I hear the sirens, I see the flashing lights. The directions are clear. Black skin go left, blue skin go right. I'm just trying to go home. Don't I deserve to feel safe? Batons, badges, boots, bright lights against my face. I'm just trying to go home. Does anyone hear the pain in my cry? The struggle in my breath? God replied, come home, my son. Now you can rest. On most weekends, Tyree Nichols would be heading to the city park and frame up his camera on a beautiful sunset over Memphis. Tyree wrote on his website, photography helps me look at the world in a more creative way. It expresses me in ways I cannot write down for people. He says, my vision is to bring my viewers deep into what I am seeing through my eye and out through my lens. He wrote, people have a story to tell, why not capture it? On January 7th, 29-year-old Mr. Nichols was on his way home from taking pictures when Memphis police pulled him over in just a few minutes from his home where he shared with his mother and stepfather. Tyree Nichols was brutally attacked by five Memphis police officers. And he died three days later in the hospital. And the officers have since been charged with second-degree murder and other offenses in our city is heartbroken. Our nation is heartbroken, and this story is resonating around the world. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Uh, it's going to be tough to get through this next few moments, mm. but I have some friends that were willing to stop by and share this with me, and they've been dear friends for a long time. We've got Pastor James Kirkwood, head of the Memphis Christian Pastors Network. Also have Pastor Dan Henley, who is with the Journey Church of Memphis, and then David Jordan, president and CEO of Agape Child and Family Services. Gentlemen, Welcome, like I said, to Mid-South Viewpoint on a program that none of us want to talk about, but we feel like we need to address. Right, Pastor Dan? That's right. Mm. It is uh, incumbent upon us to talk about it, whether we want to or not. Our city needs to talk about these matters mm -hmm. in a safe way. Mm -hmm. So thank you for the opportunity. I'm sure it's been on your heart, too, David, thinking about the Nichols family He was on his way home to be yeah. with his mom and stepdad, yeah. Yeah. and he didn't make it three houses down from getting home, just trying to get to his mama, trying to get to his family. We do have to talk about this. And we also have to remember, this is not the first time, and this is not new. And so we need to talk about it, and we need to move to action. James, you, of course, are a retired Memphis police officer after yeah. over 30 years of serving. You see kind of both sides of a story that most of us don't see. Uh, yes. Uh but I'm like uh, with you all that this is a conversation that has to be had. Whether we want to talk about it or not, we have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, 
I'm absolutely with David. We've done a whole lot of talking, even in the past, yeah. uh, when these situations like this occur. And we only go but so far, and then we go back to uh, the same business as usual. Today, we have to take bold action to make sure that this type of behavior within police departments change, that uh, citizens are not killed at the hand of police. Uh, innocent who, you know, Tyree showed no aggression. He never showed aggression whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have to work. We have to work yes. to make sure that civilian oversight is done. Yes. We as a community, a business community, has to work about how do we reimagine policing? How do we reframe policing in our communities? Long gone the day when police are just aggressive in their approaches. We have to really work to make sure that our police officers are equipped with better training than these guys. Well, James, what has been the evolution of that since you started over 30 years ago on the police force? What was the beat like then? What was it like to be an officer? For me now, being a police officer was service. It was being able to go out into the community and really help people who were in need. All right, For me, it was ministry. For me, uh, it was a platform where I could uh, aid those who needed assistance, aid those who needed help. I was blessed with some awesome senior uh, men, senior officers, who trained me to really care. Yeah. All right? I came with care uh, within the uh, job. Uh, it was ministry for me. But when you talk about how has it evolved, it has constantly evolved toward community policing. But for some strange reason, anytime there's an uptick in crime, we tend to feel as though we need to be more aggressive instead of being more adaptable to changing how we assist people. How can we help? Uh, you know, I policed and partnered mm. with Agape. Yeah, you did. You know, yep, and, in Frazier. Yeah, in Frazier. That's right. Uh, uh, Whitehaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's you know, right. It was awesome for me as an officer, mm. uh, as a colonel, as a lieutenant, uh, to have Dave Agape in the community, whereas when I had kids, who were acting out, who had some issues. When I had parents who needed help, I could direct them to Agape, you know. But it was awesome that, you know, maybe coming from the church background, when I saw kids acting out, I knew, no, something is wrong. We need to fix this. Mm. And so we need our officers to yes. train better. Mm. Talk about that partnership, David. And you, of course, Dan also, I didn't mention, yeah. is yeah. also on staff with Agape, That's too. Right. So both Partner. of you are partnering together. I mean, this is something that Agape has been invested well in our city. Mm-hmm. Is it 60 years? It, getting close. 52. Yeah, well, Come April. Yeah, so, so we'll we'll call it 60. All right. We're moving that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. But I want you guys to talk about that partnership. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Pastor Daniel is our chief spiritual health officer. Yes. And, and that's important because in our poverty fighting work, churches are central. They're core. They're key to the work as we holistically wrap yes. around. And, and so back then I, I called Pastor Colonel Kirkwood leading the, the Fraser community with, with MPD. And so we worked and partnered together. You get to these moments, but there's a lot of history behind. We often say, why did this How did something get to that place? What must have happened in somebody's life? What is, and so, I mean, we're in schools. Yes. We're providing jobs and employment. The area of trauma and the deep matter of trauma and how that impacts. I mean, yes, we're all individually responsible, have accountabilities. 
and we live in a larger pool, sometimes called a system, a lar- that's impacting the yeah. neighborhood I'm living in, yeah. the school I'm going to that's being underfunded, who's not performing at the level it needs. I mean, yes. you, you, yeah. it, it is a complicated matter yes. that we have to talk at many levels about. You know, Scripture says, Micah says, act justly. Yes. Right. So yes. we need to talk about justice, and we need to act upon it. And so part of these are the actions, and the you know yes. what, what is it we do. So so I know we need to talk about it. Yes. As you can tell, I'm. It's like okay, <laughs> yeah. we we've got to act on it because the the threat here is, this show ends, other people start to stop talking, and we go back to our corners, and that's what happens. That's what happens over and over and over again. So thank you for having this. Well, P- Pastor Dan, as we all know, we live in a broken world. That's right. Uh, our brokenness can be traced back to the garden, a perfect environment that God created, where we were originally designed to have fellowship with God, our Creator, and glorify Him while living on this earth. But there, there was a fall. Mm-hmm. Sin entered the world. That's right. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, "The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it?" Mm-hmm. Romans one twenty one. for although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And then Romans 3.10, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we're broken people. Yeah. It perpetuates because that's what we do. Thankfully, we know Jesus. Thankfully, we have a Redeemer being in Christ, being part of His body. Mm -hmm. So we can look through this through the gospel lens, knowing that what we've experienced as His followers, bottom line is what needs to take place in hearts. We're not just trying to cram faith down somebody's throat. Mm -hmm. We're trying to live out and share the love of Jesus through not just by speaking, but through the actions like David was saying what Agape is doing, what Memphis Christian Pastors Network is doing in the community through different events and and sponsorships of things. So kind of speak into that a little bit. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, I heard recently when I was in Florida with an Alpha conference, they talked about we're missing our Gen Xs. And the net of it was they got to the conclusion that the Gen Xs, they don't want religion, they want relationship. They don't want religion, they want relationship. We need to be in relationship with one another. David and I didn't get to where we are by religion. We can religiously get together, but unless we decide to be in relationship, we won't go deeper. We need to change our mindset. The Bible tells us also, uh, meditate on the Word of God day and night so you will observe what to do. Not just to know what to do, but to do it. Observing what to do is applied knowledge. Wisdom is applied knowledge. A lot of times we just get it stuck in our head what to do. We know what to do, but we won't do it. We got to get to that place mm-hmm. where I'm going to break bread with David in order to get to know him. I'm going to break bread with the police in order to get to know them. They're going to break bread with the children and the teachers and the pastors in the neighborhood. At Agape, we're not just the physical side of poverty fighting. We're also the spiritual side. We're praying, man. We're fasting. We're getting together with all these churches to bring a spiritual awareness to this problem. This is a spiritual matter, as most matters are when you boil it down. And it's not just that. We have to somehow then allow that to matriculate into the, the physical realm. And that's happening. It's happening in Memphis. This is a horrid situation. I get that. At the end of the day, sometimes God allows by his wisdom what he can prevent by his power. Hmm. 
And I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand God. He said we wouldn't. And I do know that God is still good. He sobs. Yes. He wants us to get together and be in relationship. And I think it's important, too, that we make sure we honor the Nichols family on the show. Yes. And I also want to humanize Tyree Nichols. Yes. He was 29-year-old father. He was born 12 years after his closest siblings. Uh, His family said that his four-year-old son that he loved so much, he worked hard to better himself to be a good father to his son. He was an avid skateboarder from Sacramento, California. He actually came to Memphis, got stuck here during the COVID pandemic and wound up staying here and and I think started to enjoy life in Memphis and and making new friends, Mm -hmm. James. Mm -hmm. That's powerful, man. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, I'm a firm believer that uh, to do anything other than uh, talk about what God has revealed, all right? In essence, God has shined the light on an ugly situation that goes on within policing in our communities. It is there. I think he shines the light for us to fix it. All right, I need you to do something about this. Here it is once again. Honor this man. Mm-hmm. Honor this man. If you can't hear his blood crying out, if you can't hear that, honor this man. Yes, honor this mm-hmm. man by making sure all right, that you uh, address police reform yes. in your city. Yes. Honor this man because mm-hmm. for years within African-American mm-hmm. communities, Hispanic communities, black and brown communities, there has been cries of police abusing individuals within those cities, within those communities. You have to go down. Dan is right. You have to build a relationship with people on the ground in those communities that are saying to you all the time, something is wrong with the policing in our community. We have to fix that. That's how you honor it. That's how you hear God when he shined the light on our ugly. Mm-hmm. All right, when God revealed to us what the, the old man that we need to pull off, all right? Yes. He shows it up. He shines light mm-hmm. on it. The old saints would sing the song, walk in the light, yes. you know, the beautiful light, shine up, you know, yes. change yes. this, yes. all right? Yes. We have to fix that. We have to change that. Mm-hmm. We have to change that with putting in a, a strong civilian oversight board within the Memphis Police Department, within the city of Memphis. We also have to really put forth community policing, whereas you partner, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. Dan and I, we got mm. together when I was trying to figure out community policing. Mm. That's how this relationship came that's about. Right. Yeah, all right. right. Now, me and my brother, Dan, we came together with church, mm-hmm. but it have always trickled back down into doing work for the community. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Doing work for the community. Dan does a thing with marriages. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, in our city, we have a huge problem with domestic violence. You could take what he has and what he does and pull those people in and we could begin to reduce domestic violence uh, within our city. So there's a lot of things we can do. But when God shined the light on this thing, the worst thing we could do. All right. Is go back to the same. And we're, and we're really, gentlemen, we're talking here primarily, we're speaking to the choir, which is the church community who we're broadcasting to, the faith community. We yell about injustice, but we can't hide, can we, Pastor Dan? Well, David, you want to jump in? So I think what you just said That's is it. a mouthful. That's a mouthful. It. I mean, I think we need to sit with that. Yep. Because we have been preaching to the choir. Yep. We are the choir. Mm-hmm. And as one of my good friends and sisters would say, even as a little girl, where was the church? And, and so there's a level here, because I hear in churches, what can we do? 
this is bigger. What we have the answer. Yes, it's Jesus. The government was on his shoulder, as Isaiah would say. So moving to action in a way that's loving, that's merciful, that's kind, that's direct. A lot of good people in MPD. A lot of my white brothers and sisters will go to, but I know a policeman. I know a, they're good people. I'm not talking about that. We're in something that the, the powers and the principalities yes. have been fighting in. Things that we can't see. I don't make trying to make this too mystic, but we have to go deep in that in the name of Jesus in a, a courage and courageous mm-hmm. way. This is no longer acceptable. If my I've got a twenty nine year old son. Tyree was twenty nine. I'm a white man. My son's a white young man. I've never ever had to have this conversation with him about MPD or when you get pulled over or what never had to have that because I didn't have to. If you're an African American man, son as I am told many times over, you've had this conversation over and over and over again. Yes. I have a 23-year-old son, and I've had this conversation over yeah. Yeah. and over again. Yeah. Just this morning when my son called me, I said, son, be careful, there's a lot going on in Memphis right now. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. years ago, you and I were up against it yeah. in some racial matters. Mm. And God told us both at the same time, remember what mm. he said to us? Yeah. yeah. The answer is in the problem. The The answer is in the problem. The answer is the church, Mm -hmm. and the church is the problem. And it's the answer. And it's the answer. You see, we'll meditate on the Word of God day Mm -hmm. and night, but we won't observe to do it. Where was the church during the Civil Rights era? I mean, there were churches that stood up. Don't get me wrong. There were. There were some. Yeah. And there's some churches that are engaging now. We're talking to some right here. And and James, through your network for the Memphis Christian Pastors Network, you're seeing that. All too often, our churches try to take a passive approach, all right? They don't want to come on the front line. They don't want to Give me some examples. Example, all right? Uh, Martin Luther King was on the front line preaching justice, all right? The letter from the Birmingham jail came from pastors. Hmm asking him, saying, can you kind of tone it down? Can you kind of mm-hmm. just wait a little bit? Can we do it a different way? All right. While he was asking for justice, they saw the pictures. They saw the videos of dogs being sicked on, peaceful marches, mm-hmm. peaceful marches. They saw uh, as they went to try to vote, being they were beaten heads split open. They saw it, but they would not say anything. While they said, this is not right, they did not say it loud enough for the people to hear, for those in power to hear. So today, this injustice with Tyree, everybody, all right, has to stand up and say to the police department, to America, everywhere that this is not acceptable. Changes have to come, and it should be led by preachers. But here's what God says. The rocks will cry out. God gonna get somebody to cry out against injustice. So if we don't do it, and we will get upset because you will see someone else doing it who don't call themselves clergy, meaning protesters. You know, you'll sit back and see them and be like, well, they don't need to be that loud. They don't know you need to cry out. And if you cried out, if you was the voice for the weak, if you would be the voice of one crying out regarding injustice, it'll be great. Business people will get involved. If white pastors spoke out, if Hispanic pastors spoke out, if black pastors spoke out, if the church 
all right, the body of Christ mm-hmm. cried out against the injustice, you will see a difference, all right? You will see a change, mm-hmm. all right? But so oftentimes, those who are in leadership in their churches, the pastor said, well, you know, we know y'all doing a good job. Policemen, we got some good policemen. This ain't about good policemen. No. Mm-hmm. This is about the bad policemen that you have, that you tend to mm-hmm. keep holding on to, that you don't address, all right? They are infractions against the public, against the innocent, against the weak, because that's who, Tyree Nichols, was weak. He was a strong, awesome man. But this guy was never ever, if you watch the video, there's never an aggression. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, assuming that you each have watched the video, I could not watch the video, but I have friends who've watched it. Just me hearing what they saw, I just lost it. I broke down because I have three sons myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to see the video. Some think they need to see the video, but I'm not any less passionate and concerned about this whole story and about what took place without having not seen it, just knowing it did and knowing what took place. And there are those who've seen the video. That's enough for me. The testimony of, of my friends oh, yeah. is enough for me to be very to outraged. Verify. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. say, I take that word for I do. I take yeah. it. I have not seen the video. And I don't want to see the video. I've seen enough of those videos. And at the end mm. of the day, the ones that shout the loudest don't do anything personally. You see, I have to personally get together with David Jordan. I have to personally get together with Byron. Not in my screen time when I get on the media, but I'm talking about personally. You and I, of course, have had that time. Oh, yeah. I remember just calling you up. That's right. I'm downtown. Can I come over to your place? You open your home. And look what it's come to. Yes. Now we're friends. I'll never forget we had a the bridge closing years ago, and it was a white group had just had a baptism. And the pastor said to me, they had just had the baptism, and they turned on the TV, and they saw all those black people on that bridge, and his crowd said, let's go run them all off the bridge. He said, oh, no, Pastor Dan might be on that bridge. Mm-hmm. You see, he had a friend. Mm-hmm. It's not until, man, we cross this line and become friends mm-hmm. that we're going to care Oh. I'm going to care about everybody on the bridge because my friend might be on that bridge. Mm. Yeah. We got to do the work, the hard work of coming together. Your owner of this station said to me, Dick Bot, I'll never forget it. He said, how can we all get along if we can't even get together? Mm. We got to get together. Mm. And by the way, Mr. Dick Bot has called me over the weekend. Okay. And he said, what are you doing That's right. <laughs> about Good. this? Good he's, what is our radio station doing about the Nichols family Good. and Tyree's story? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. This was actually planned. This interview was planned before Mr. Bot called. But I appreciate that he's concerned, even though he's, he's in another state. Mm-hmm. He's very concerned mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. our city. And his heart is broken. Oh, yeah. 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 When he said those words to me, he had tears in his eyes. Mm. Oh, he's 80-something years old. He's 89, and he'll be 90 in the fall. Wow. And he said, how can we all get along if we can't even get together? we got to get together when the cameras are off. Yes. Yes. we got to get to know each other. we got to go deeper in relationship because then it's not them against us. That's my friend. Byron's my friend. Yes. Kirkwood's my friend. David's my friend. Mm -hmm. Now we care at a deeper level about matters. Quite honestly, when it's just us and them, mm-hmm. we don't care about it. Well, good word, Dan. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm-hmm. Well, our time is coming to an end on this program. Mm. But the story, the emotion of what 
we're experiencing here, we don't want to stop. Right. This is an open platform. You guys see other things that we need to talk about on this show. Please, this is an open forum. Call me. We'll do it. Thank you. you know, maybe we need to go into the community with microphones and That's cameras right. and do it on go. location. There you you know, we yeah. are yeah. the voice for the Christian community, the That's faith right. community, because we know that we need a media we can depend on that's going to broadcast truth. And the heart of what God desires, as you mentioned, James, about justice mm. and how we can work together. I'd, I'd love to take you up on that. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, well, one, one of the, the uh, priorities, one of the values that we have at Agape and, and we collectively is to hear the voice of the very people themselves. Right. And so, Byron, I, I would love for you to come to Fraser, to Raleigh, to Whitehaven, to Hickory Hill, right. all kind of, you know, and, and hear the very people themselves voice their own matter. Because history will tell us there will be a next of some other event. Yes. The news will, and, and this will begin dissipating. Yes. And it will go away. Yeah. And we can name the names that have come. And, and so I'd love to take you up we're, on that. All right. We'll Thank make you. plans Thank for you. that. Mar- marvelous. God bless you, my dear brothers. Each you. of you Thank I you. love and respect so much and so glad that we have this friendship and time together here today. James, would you just close us out mm. and pray yes. for the Nichols family? Yes. Yes. Father God, we thank you for our gathering. We thank you for being an awesome father, one who cares, one who is always mindful of us, one who has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Mm -hmm. And so we ask that you would watch over the Nichols family as they deal with the tragic death Mm -hmm. of their son, Tyree. God, give them the strength that they would need. Give them the hope that they would need. God, bless the city, God, to bring forth reforms that will honor the sacrificial death of this young man. Help his son, Father, yes. to grow up. Be the father for him. Intervene in his life. Show him visions and dreams, oh God, early so that he can know you, oh God, and grow him up to be an awesome man. We thank you for all that you're doing. In the days to come, they will lay Tyree to rest. God, be there for him. Stand by him. Wrap your arms around the family. Encourage their hearts. Anoint the speakers, God, everyone who comes in contact with them to say words of inspiration and hope, words of comfort, oh God. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And God, we want to bless those five officers. They uh, need a blessing right now. Bless their families. This is a tough time, God, but this is what you told us to do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.